Welcome to the No Ideas Original Podcast featuring Shanam, Mr. Rob, and Zane. Z not going to be joining us um, today, so Z is going to be with us in spirit. He has something come up, so he can't make it. So if you're a Z fan, though, stick around. Stick around, because we're going to do it on behalf of him tonight. Yo, we got a very ambitious agenda. We got a lot on the docket to talk about. Apparently, it's been a busy week. Yes, it has. The news has been buzzing. There's so much going on. Everyone got their ears open. Mm-hmm. Paying attention. Paying Yo, attention. So let's, let's, let's get right into it. LL Cool J and Jay-Z now in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What are your thoughts on that, Rob? I think I think it's dope. I think it was well overdue for L. I think L should have been here a long time ago. Remember mm-hmm. this, I remember this, 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 this picture very vividly. Might have been about 84, 85. My pop was in a Lincoln Towns car. That was his car. Mm-hmm. But LL was the only tape I could play in there back to front. And my pops would just sit back. Listen to this, you know what I'm saying? To you know, I need love. Chilling like some OG. The radio album was the first album. First album, well, not not. It was the first album, and then and 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 one after. I think the second album was a. The second album may have been Walking with a Panther, right? Yeah. I had some cuts on there that my pops was like, yeah, that's the only one you can play, and you can't play that other. Yeah. Listen, man, this this guy, man, he was nominated six times. That's crazy to me. That's crazy. Yeah, you know what that underscores though? That underscores that maybe we don't we need to move past a, a rock and roll hall of fame. We need a hip hop hall of fame. Yeah, and, and you know, and what, what I mean, rock and roll has been around for me. And you know, L gave rock and roll his credence, knowing that we, we may have borrowed a couple of drum lines and drum beats. Mm-hmm. Some of them whole albums. But I, I agree. I think I think hip hop deserves its official Hall of Fame. But rock and roll, I guess, has been around just as long. Not it actually been around a little bit longer. As to why they they, they make credence to rock and roll Hall of Fame. But um, you know I mean, nominated six times. I think L is the real king of New York. If you ask me. What do you what do you what do you call it when that person is um in uh on that in. He's to me, he's like, um, you know, in boxing when in recess, King of New York in recess. Wow. Yeah, in recess. Like if you, you know, if you think about it, like he held, he did hold it down for a he long time. Cool. L's the one who who coined that, um, coined the 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 acronym the Goat. That's him. Yeah, the album, the Goat, the greatest of all time. And even at that time, you know what I'm saying? He was unparalleled. Still in his like 15th year, that came in his like his 15th year to go, because no one could touch him. Every album we put out was damn near platinum. What, what do you say about Russ? I'm Russell Simmons. I'm the one keeping Russ up in the skyscraper. Yeah. He, um, you know something to me? He's a dude who was able to successfully reinvent his career a number of times. You know, and he always, I think he always, his female fan base always was like diehard supporters of him. But LL Cool J did have, he had like a lot of hit records, a lot of bangers. And I think probably to me, like I think, there was a point where he was fading away, but you know what to me was the record I think that brought him back that made people really be like, okay, LL still relevant. Remember he did um, Ill Bomb on the Flex album? I still play that to this day. Yeah, that's a, that's a crazy play, tune. I still play that to this day. And then his, his commercial success took off from too, right? Right at the same time he was doing a little movie cameo. But he kind of found the lick behind it. You know what yeah. I mean? He found a little niche that most people kind of trend of you start off as an artist you create a buzz i guess someone goes 
some, some movie lyrics. And now you're an actor. You know, you kind of transcend both both on both professions. So he's that, actually you know, deserved it, man. Yeah, he's a good actor. It's it's to me it's appalling that it would take six times being nominated to finally get in. But I think that to me that kind of speaks volumes in terms of like we need we need our own hip hop hall of fame. Like you know I. I I get the significance of being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but I also think that I don't I don't know why we haven't gotten to the point where we have a hip hop Hall of Fame. You know, it's it's almost like it's almost like us we're asking for acceptance from another genre. But hip hop is still still relatively young. Mm -hmm. What 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 would denote it being a Hall of Fame? I mean, it would have to go through a test of time. I mean, hip hop is still very young in this. So, I, don't, I you know, I, I understand what you're saying, but I think we, we, we got a little bit more time. Yeah. Well, I mean, so if that's if that's the case, then what happens when we do get to a hip-hop Hall of Fame? Like, do these the people who have... Because Run DMC, I think, is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame also, which to me, I could see Run DMC probably, given the fact that to me, Run DMC were rock stars. Even if you listen to, like, the, their music, mm -hmm. a lot of their music was heavily infused with rock, with rock, rock lips, yeah, with rock. So that to me is that's a natural fit. But LL and Jay Z, like to me, LL Cool J was a very diverse artist, and he has some, yeah, some rock and roll esque music in there. But predominantly, you know, predominantly it was it was hip hop, and hip hop is is in terms of when you think about if you want to compare it to how long rock and roll has been around. Yeah, hip hop is still in its infancy, but in the scheme of things, like hip hop is transcended so many different generations and then when you start thinking about like the different elements or whatever like a hip-hop hall of fame we're thinking from the perspective of probably only artists but you start thinking about different elements like the, the djs that could be in there the dancers that could be in there the graffiti artists like i think there's a big enough body of work you know there's a catalog in hip-hop to make the argument for it as far as jay-z being inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame i think it was a good gesture I don't really see like Jay-Z in the rock and roll lane. I understand the significance of, of, of receiving an accolade. And I think that Jay-Z's business acumen and all his other ventures is something that helps, that's always gonna catapult Jay-Z to the forefront of, of whatever endeavor it is and give him special consideration. Whether people admit it or not, he's always gonna get special consideration. Absolutely, Jay-Z, Jay I mean, first time ballot, mind. But ever since Hard Knock Life, that was it. Mm -hmm. his, his trajectory just went through the roof. Um, you know, but he had humble beginnings, man. And, and thank God he had a, a person like Tata around to keep him focused. And he stayed, stayed on the I think Jay deserves it, man. His body of work and the amount of time he's done it, that hasn't been done. You know, he, mm -hmm. L's longevity is like, man, L is still rocking. We know L is long because it's like been 20 years. 1983 is a long time ago. Yeah. You know? But you look at Jay in, the, in that 10 year span from, let's say, 97 to 2007, that's a whole that's a whole body of work. And then all the clothing lines and, and the mergers and, you know, um, what else do you think, man? I mean, you've done so much. Even little short films like The Speed is Watching, the acknowledgement of President Obama when he was on his campaign, mm -hmm. sending them out like he was a. You know, Lieutenant, let me, I need you to go here, here, and there. That's yeah. in, in, his, in his speech. I like, I like, I love it for Jay. Shout out to Brooklyn, man. This is a, a New York dream for a lot of us. 
You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? if you were a hip hop purist watching the art form emerge as, as it did, some of us might even root rounds as, as what people did. You know what I'm saying? It felt for a minute we were a hip hop artist. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, again, like, I, I, I commend them. I, I respect the, um, their contribution to to music, you know, it's definitely an accolade that I couldn't see anybody, anybody. I mean, if they offered the Kodak Black, he'd jump at it. <laughs> so, so you know, the, the the significance of it and how important it is, yeah, it just makes me kind of step back though and, and 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 say like, and I'm just trying to be a visionary and think years ahead and say like, you know, maybe we need, maybe we need to start thinking about, you know, creating that hip hop Hall of Fame. The same way now, you see in the Bronx, they com- they um completing the museum. You know, like it's, it's time like for us to make sure that we have accurate doc, you know, accurate document documenting of right. the legacy and the evolution that hip hip hop has been. And you know, we you always hear everybody talk about you know giving dudes they flowers and stuff like that. Like a lot of the a lot of the pioneers, the people who didn't reap the monetary benefits, you know, I'm sure they would probably be overwhelmed they'd probably rejoice to actually receive an accolade like that if there was a hip-hop hall of fame and it may it may revive them and pump a little bit of life into you know their career because you you start thinking about dudes who who at the the infancy of hip-hop didn't have an opportunity to make the kind of money that people are making now you know so you you create a hip-hop hall of fame you make it a point to acknowledge and honor them. Maybe it means that they get to go on a talk show uh, circuit. Maybe it means that they get to do some shows and you know different things and make a couple of dollars out of it. Like I just think it'd be a, I think it'd be a nice gesture. You know, we talked on the show before. No, it's funny you say that. It'd be dope to have Kurt or Flash on the market. Even though Flash has done some, um, he's done so. I think he still he might be touring. He does. He does. He was around and. and and he was he was Chris Rock's DJ for a while too. That's right. On, on Chris Rock's show. Yeah. Yo, the hip hop has come a long way, man. But it is. But we do need to document it a lot more. Mm-hmm. On, on all the aspects of it, from you know the feed into the DJ and the dancing, yeah. even to the fashion. I, I follow some people on Instagram who are still into the '70s fashion back then. You know the pro days. The, the suede front, um, suede front jacks, the <laughs> yes, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the, the Lord Taylor jeans, <laughs> used to fly the British walkers, and that, and that type of thing. All that, that was hip hop back then, man. You yeah. know what I mean? You kept, you kept looking right, you kept looking fresh back then. But these two brothers, at one time, I heard they was going at it back in the days, man. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was, was alleged that there was a rift uh, between them. I don't think anybody ever really confirmed it. But you know what? Out of all of that, and I don't I don't think it's aired yet. I think it's supposed to air eventually. But I know that everybody's seen a soundbite of Jay Z actually acknowledging Dame Dash, as he should. Dame Dash played a significant role in his um in in where in, in helping him get to where he is. You know, as a result of it, Dame Dash has released a statement saying that, you know, he would be interested in, I guess, reconciling with Jay-Z. And a quote, you see the quote on the screen, Dame Dash, we need to squash everything. Thoughts on that, Rob? You you think they need to squash everything? Because Dame said, take them lawyers out, we'd be good. Let's talk like (laughs) that. 
that legal team J guy, they bailing niggas out of jail. They put all sorts of shit. They don't want no people to die. These guys have created so much work. So much between fashion, the people that they put on, that hard my life tour. They fought for that tour. That was a big tour. All those Jeff Jeff Jam tried to hijack it. But yo man, it's time. You know, there, there's some there's some relationships that sever and you be like, you know what, I'm glad that's over. Mm-hmm. And I think this one here, as the time went on, Jay's in a probably whole different mindset. So is Dane to a certain You can see Dane in a little But to reconcile and maybe do something to people, you know, to do the project would be dope. I my personal. Yeah. You know, Jay, Jay, another thing, Jay's body of work, the things he was doing from reasonable doubt, or just original flavor. Then to, to meet, to meet things during his trajectory or whatever, coming to contact with Clark Kent, and then doing, um, what's the joint they did? Can I get open? Can I get open? Mm-hmm. And then it was the one that he did the, the, um, the single that him and Dane did that had the, the champagne bottle on the front. What's the thing with that? Can't knock, is it Can't Knock the Hustle? I can't get with that. Um, in my lifetime? In my lifetime. Yeah, in my lifetime. That, life. that, that was, was a good one. That was the one that said it all, man. Mm-hmm. And you know, and then the, they say that the deal that Dane did or they did with, with Def Jam was Dane's original. Deal. Like they made that deal where they got 50% of their deal. Mm-hmm. The other 50% were separated between Def Jam and Polygon, which the parent, the parent company is Universal. So Universal split the other 50%. And I think that's where the term quarter water came from when he was calling, <laughs> call homeboy quarter water. Yeah. He's going to get 25%. He's like, yo, take that. But in that true business like manner, you know, it hurts me. You know what I mean? If you weren't, that, that's, that's not corporate attitude, so to speak. Yeah. You, know, you, you can get rude in corporate, but you can't get street rude in corporate. America. Yo, I, I, you know, I honestly, I feel like um, it's interesting you would mention like the lawyer stuff, because I didn't even think of it from the element of the legal battle that they probably locked in. But I, I did look at it this way. I, I, I kind of feel like I don't know if. I don't know if Jay-Z, in terms of when you start thinking about squash everything, I don't know if Jay-Z is probably holding on to any ill will outside of it. Yeah, like, so that's, and when you start talking about squash, squash everything, I don't know if from Jay-Z perspective, if there's anything that needs to be squashed. And then the other thing, again, I'm thinking like from, um, to me, both of them, like, Dane may not have what we perceive to be the same level of success as Jay-Z as a businessman. But Dame is one hell of a successful businessman. And I'm and I look at this and I say to myself, I'm like, in what capacity would I do I want to, as a consumer of whatever their product is, want to see them back together? Now, a part of me for nostalgic reasons would like to see them work work things out. But then when you start looking about looking at like the business element of it, like Jay-Z don't need Dame Dash. 
to make music. And I heard somebody say before, like, well, you know, it'd be good to have a Rockefeller reunion and stuff, but they don't need Dame Dash for a Rockefeller reunion. Like, what what purpose, at, at this point in time, what purpose would it serve to put them together if, if, if the reason why they had the initial riff was because of how they have two completely separate approaches to conducting business. So I would like to see them get back together as, you know, as um, camaraderie. camaraderie. Yeah, like, yeah, but to be able to be in the same room and have mutual respect and that kind of stuff and everything like that. But I don't, I just don't know if, if, if I'm Jay-Z, if I'm like, all right, I want to go back into business with Dame Dash in any capacity. I don't, I don't think it makes sense. In, in, this, in this climate, it, it would, it would, it would do the algorithm. But does Jay-Z need that? Jay-Z doesn't need anything but what he's already been doing. Exactly. So why would he sign up for the aggregation of it? Like he already, he's already experienced is a reason why they split up. And I'm not saying that I think Jay-Z needs to hold that over Dame's head for the rest of his life. It's like, yo, if you do business with somebody and they're your man and the business go awry, they still could be your man. You're just gonna be like, yo, I'm not trying to do business with the per yeah, person no more. And I guess that's what I'm trying to say, like to see them back together, like, yo, Dame is my man or whatever. But to see them conduct business together, I just don't get how, you know, how it makes sense. Like Jay-Z, is a dude who a lot of his most recent ventures have been partnering with people. Dame, to me, doesn't give me the impression that he wants to partner with people. Dame, to me, seems to be all about the deal where he has ownership. And, I'm yo, I respect that. I just think it's just two completely different lanes. Right. And I think... He had, he had to partner with a lot of people to do things. I mean, he funds his own money. But his part... Dame's, Dame's partnerships, like, I think I told y'all the story before where Dame... Um, Irv Gotti went to Dame and told Dame you know, Tales, we could do something with Tales. Remember Irv Gotti had the Tales show where they were, I guess, like dramatizing the um, the video music and stuff like that? Yeah. And that Dame was adamant that, yo, okay, we gonna do it. This is the amount of money that I need. And then it's gonna go on the Dame Dash, my platform. And then it's gonna go on whatever, BTVH form, whatever it was. And Irv Gotti was trying to explain to him and saying to him like, no, it doesn't work that way. Like they own the show. They're gonna allow you to direct it. You're gonna collect X amount of dollars as the director. And then after you collect those dollars, it's their content and he couldn't accept that. And I respect Dame for that because Dame's mindset is ownership. Yeah, I, want the master. I want the master. The master yeah, he, want, he, he wants to own it. But you see, Jay-Z, Jay-Z to me is a dude that Jay-Z is partnering. When you look at like Rock Nation, Rock Nation in general, partnerships like you know like all these people signing the rock nation management or whatever it is and he's forming partnerships with them people title was a was how you call it a partnership amongst a whole bunch of people like yeah yeah the ownership stake in it but it was a partnership i think we we probably just want to see dame and jay-z at the rock nation brunch together or stand next to each other for yo for nostalgia purposes because we grew up with, with, dame with the armadale bottle doing the dance and all that and everything but from a, from a business standpoint you know, like I look at it and I'm like, I don't, where's the, you know, where's, you. where's the connection? It helps the sound bite and the algorithms go crazy. And all I'm gonna say is, Jay and Dane back together again. They ain't probably do nothing. Yo, but you know what? That's probably the reason why Dane is saying, like, yo, we need to squash, we need to squash everything. Jay Z, I don't think, need a sound bite. Dane, Dane is in his lane, but I think Dane will always take a sound bite. What is the nature of the, well, we know the attitude and the arrogance. I think Dame should... The nature of their fallout? 
the, the arrogance came pretty much from that. He thought he knew he was making more money than the, the elderly folk that he knew. That's where his arrogance came. You I, you were saying what, what's the what's the I guess the what was the inception of their fallout? Like what yeah. did they Yeah, it, I mean it, it might be a number of things, but I, I think most business practices. It was it was Dame's brash, arrogance, and attitude, mm-hmm. and doing business. And there's a the thing about business, man. You have to be you have to be successful, especially if you communicate with somebody who wants to trust in you. Your vernacular, how you speak, and how clearly you come off makes uh, makes a lot of sense. But if you're brash, somebody wants to deal with that. I mean, business is supposed to move easy. You know what I you know what I think was um. I could see Dame having feelings around that would have probably pissed me off also. And again, we, 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 we're not flies on the wall. We're not privy to whatever the internal conversation is. But from the outside, it looks like that Jay-Z got in bed with all these corporate partners and iced Dame out. Like almost like if there was a deal in place you know what and, 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 and Dame took the deal you know, saying, all right, this is the deal that we gonna sign or whatever. They sold, they, and they sold Rockefeller for whatever it was. I think we, 17 million, I forget, whatever it was. And then there was a side deal that was established that kind of put Jay-Z back in position. It was almost like, it was almost, and this is how I envision it happening. I don't know if it happened this way, but it was almost like somebody spoke to Jay-Z. I don't know if it's the label, his bit, his, um, whoever his other business people that was here and told him like, yo, you gotta distance yourself or stop associating with this dude in relation to business. And I think that they conspired to figure out like how do they create something where everybody gets some money and they move Dame out the way and they deal with Jay-Z directly. And I could see I could see Dame being resentful. That's probably what happened, exactly. probably what happened with them jackets on the Hard Night Life Tour when them jackets had everybody's name on it but in the back of the jacket it had Depp Jen and mm-hmm. Dame seen the curveball early. <laughs> he knew what it was, yeah. He knew what it was. It's just incrementally it happened. Jay was there to learn. Jay was put in a position he probably would have never imagined coming from came from. He in an executive position around all these steps. Paying attention, as you notice, they don't speak a lot. He listens more. He's more of a student of the game. You know, Dame is more forthright. Look, and his arrogance carries over as if yeah, you're condescending. Nobody wants to hear all that rah-rah shit. Listen, you want to talk to me, talk to me with some dignity or something. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't want to hear none of that. Jay is more of the opposite. Mm-hmm. And Jay, and, and you see how it's favored with Jay and his relationship. Yeah. yeah it's just, for that, just about everybody. You know what I mean? so, Yo, you can get away with that when you hot. When you when you when you ice cold, people remember. You know you didn't burn down them relationships. But out of that, I think Dame had Dame had a label at one point. It was like the Dame, 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 Dame Music Group or something, right? Didn't he have he something? Yeah, he had a couple. Yeah, so he had he had a label. It just I just again like I think where I, if I was Dame, I feel some kind of way. Like all right, yo, me and you in, in this together, and you had a side deal in place that basically you know you you got me out of the business. The, the business of it. And then looking at probably Jay-Z's success, I'm sure also probably is like, okay, this dude went on to have all the success. You know, and Dame, I don't know if Dame has gotten to a point of accountability where he's like, where he begins to think, why would this dude want to eliminate me from that square? Why would it be important for people to take me out of that, you know, out of whatever the equation was? And poor Biggs, I think, is just an innocent bystander in this. He's just in the middle of it. Like, yeah. I, I met Dame first. He brought me in this adventure. 
the creative Rockefeller, and Damon and 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 Big just like I'm not giving my portion of you without us. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I would, yo, I would, I wouldn't either. I would, you know what? Let me, let me not say that. If the number was right and I was Dane, I would. If the number was right and I was Dane, I would. If you were Dane, you would. Yeah. If the money, if the money was right, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't sell it for short money because I'm sure he knows what it means to um to Jay Z, and he knows Jay Z's net net worth. So if the money was right, I would, I would honestly consider it. But you know, if it's pennies on the dollar and Dame don't need it, maybe that's Dame's trump card that he intend on playing down the road if he ever find himself on a hard time like all right here it is <laughs> here it is i got it here you can have you know but that's, that's one of the things that honestly that i think that they in court over like i think dame was trying to do an nft off of something that he solely don't own or something it was a whole it was a whole big thing but again i maintain like i think to squash it and to say okay we could be cordial and be associates yeah that makes sense but to do business it's hard for me to to look at like with with the you know and it could be business i'm probably thinking from an entertainment standpoint it could be a business behind the scenes that makes sense for them to collaborate on yeah, yeah. Like, i mean like i said man just the nostalgia of the all mm-hmm. them being together not as a man now will something happen overnight of course not but in the future, I can see there'd be a project for both of their names maybe on it. Mm-hmm. Soundtrack, whether it's a, a something movie production. Somewhere, somehow, both of them would be involved in it. And it'd be good to see their names in the credit together. Yeah. When Eric and Parrish was fighting, I wanted them to get back together. When Naughty by Nature beefing with each other, I want, I want Tretch and Vin Rock to work it out. For a brief minute when Havoc and Prodigy were beefing with each other, I wanted them to work it out. You know what I'm saying? It's because they're they're the brand together. Right. They're the brand, the brand together. It's like, yo, I want to see Eric and Parrish on stage together. I want to see Havoc and P together. But when I think about Jay-Z and Dame, I'm like, yo, I can't wait to go to a show where Jay-Z bring Dame out. I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, yo, I don't I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like Dame. It's hard when the person's contribution is administrative. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like, you know, like, it's almost like, yo, so how come nobody ain't clamoring for um, for Kanye West to get back with um, G. Robeson and hip hop, right? Nobody, Nobody's clamoring for um, Kanye West to get back with Scooter Braun, like, yo, or Taylor Swift to get back with Scooter Braun. Like, we need you to reunite. Like nobody cares about that. Like yo, you the manager, you the administrative person. You ain't coming on stage to perform. Only those who been with this for the fall of the rock. Those people wish it didn't happen. Those are the same people that would. Let's see if it happens. Yeah, cause they, you know what's gonna happen if 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 the fans clamor enough and be like, we need a Rockefeller reunion show. I'm sure Jay Z could get all them dudes together if he wanted to, and tour easily. Put a jersey on and be right back at. Yeah, easily. Man, talking about getting to the money. Ice Cube, I don't know if you saw this. Ice Cube leaves $9 million on the table, turned it down, said no thank you. No thank you to the role. I think the movie was called Hell No or Oh Hell No. Hell No. <laughs> Hell No on the table due to not being vac- vaccinated. What are your thoughts on this? How Leaving ironic. $9 million on the table. How ironic. Oh Hell No. I think I'm not sure that. Something, man. This man, his net worth alone. 
Bing, bing, bing. No, Sean, and then, you know, and if those are his wishes, he can leave for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ice Cube now is a household name. Something else will come along where it's not, it won't be so mandated, restricted, restricted, you know, to do, to do what he loves to do. I love Ice Cube, and I like, I like, I always love to stand, even in his music and everything he do. I love his stance of what he stands for and what he's standing on. He's like, look, you're not gonna make me bugs. These are my, these are my feelings, and I'm gonna stick to him. Shout out to him, man. Yeah. Yo, um, I, 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 I salute these brothers like him and Kyrie. I just, it just bugs me out because I'm like, damn, I don't want them to be the example for this. And you know why I don't want them to be the example? I, I, I don't want them to be the spokesperson for this because they got the means to make these decisions. Right. And I think like sometimes people see this and be like, yo, yo, Ice Cube said he ain't doing it. I'm not doing it. Kyrie said he ain't doing it. I'm not doing whatever it is. But you look like you started started this saying the net worth. This dude is worth millions and millions of dollars. Nine million dollars is nothing to sneeze at. But if you already got a hundred million, you ain't you know high if yo your morals and your values are a lot easier to stand on when food is in the fridge and the bank you got got millions of dollars in it. So yo, this dude, man, his net worth is over a hundred million. Exactly. You know, all all, all of his accolades, all the things he's created. Listen, he even got a clothing line that I even know about. I didn't know about that. Fr- Friday is a trilogy. Barbershop. Is this barbershop? Uh, no, I think it's two barbershops. Barbershops. Did you know, are we there yet? I mean, we got the big three, which I found out today. Kanye invested in. Oh, okay. You know, and, and that's and that's his stance. He stands on his stance, man. Shout out to Ice Cube, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, yo, you can't, you can't not, yo, you cannot knock them for, um, for standing, standing firm in what their belief is. Being an example. Uh, huh? Being, being, an, being a, an example, because there are a lot of those of, of his peer group who, you know, who did decide to take their little shot over Yeah, them. but you know what? You know why? They, how you call it, those, I don't, I, again, like, I don't think that those two can be an example. I think that the people of their, of his peer group that took it, they may have took it just because they believe in it. They probably, you know, like, yo, I've, I'm cool with it. It makes sense. Or maybe they maybe they don't have a net worth for over a hundred million dollars, right? So you know, like we talking about if if uh, a deal came up for a B-list actor, if this was Ice Cube's biggest payday and he needed the money, maybe his I don't know. Maybe his position would be different. I remember Ice Cube. Ice Cube created his own name day one. Mm-hmm. You know, from hip hop, then he created his own move. I mean, he did. You know, John Singleton boys in the hood. But then after that he caught the bug, man. He started he started right. promoting this show, using his own money kind of the quiet dame dash route. Yeah, yeah, nah, nah, nah. Like yeah, I, I just I how you call it like I I think like dudes like Ice Cube and Kyrie, like I said, like I maintain that I respect the fact that they made they made that decision. I just think again that decision is a lot easier to make, you know, like to turn to say that I'm gonna turn down nine mil and have a net worth of over a hundred million is different than if you are hourly worker in Wisconsin and you turning down nine dollars an hour and you don't got a hundred dollars in the bank. 
it's different yo it's a it's a it's a real squeeze you put in a position where you really have to even if you oppose you like yo damn like i might have opposition but i gotta yeah like yo i got these two babies that i gotta i gotta feed so maybe i you know maybe i need to need to rethink this you know like and it's it's sad though rob to me because these stories maybe because they celebrities get so much traction and get publicized but i want to i want to hear the story about the um the dude that's making 35 grand that's like yo i yo i forget it i quit my job and this that. i want to rally around him i want to rally around him and i want to hear about where the gofundme is to support the dude like that i don't want to hear about that's almost like if a, a dude that how you call it they got 50 million in the bank it's like nah forget it i ain't yo i'm not doing it well you got options Right. <laughs> you, you got options. You got a million of them too, son. Yeah, you got you got options. You know, you not worry about where your next meal is. You could you can afford not to work for some time. You ain't got you got residual income coming in from from doing your own thing, probably from you know the victory. Right? God only knows what. You know, at this point, Ice Cube probably just acting because he enjoy acting. Right. He's living. He's living a life like just sitting, man. Look, I got a, I got a basketball league. I can go make a movie. I can probably go in any mm-hmm. studio I want to go in to start a project. You know what I mean? So yeah, man, it's a different life, man. We need to find yo. We need to find somebody like like somebody else who has some level of success, but they don't have that kind of bank account. And <laughs> see what they, see what their their position is on it. If they yo, if they would agree and be like, nah, I'm still yo, forget nah, that. So y'all can go that way. <laughs> yo, you have you have some of these actors signed. Yo, can I get both shots on the same day? Just put them in. <laughs> hey, I told you, fuck it. I mean, uh, listen, you know, and that's and it's crazy who we come to, man. Where you know your your lobby for is on is on the gambling table. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? That's just that's just a tough tough things that people are in so many different positions in life. You think about those things. You gotta think about those things. Mm-hmm. They know. Yo, I had a, I had a, let me tell you, I had a, a discussion with a young lady today that was profound. And it, it, it made me reflect and make me think about like where I'm at in life. Right. You know, we were in a van together and you know, I was at work, we was doing something for work and a commercial came on the radio. And in the commercial, they were saying something about like they're starting to vaccinate children. And they're giving $100 if you get your children vaccinated. So that part, I never did. So so she was saying, so I was like, okay, $100. I didn't even think anything of it. I was just listening. But I remember her saying to me that she had a child. She was like, she had a five-year-old. So I said that, I was like, have you thought about getting your child vaccinated yet? And she was like, um, she was like, I started thinking about it. So I said that, I was like, look, I said, I'm not a scientist. I don't know, you know, I'm like, I just, I said, my thing is it just got approved last week. You know, I'm like, why don't you just give it a little bit of time, you know, and see what it is before you do it and this, that or whatever. And she, you know what she said to me? She was like, I wonder, and this is where it became profound. She was like, with them paying a hundred dollars, her child, she was like, I wonder if somebody who has five children will go get their kids vaccinated so they could get $500. And I said that, I was like, I said, you know, honestly, I didn't even, I said, honestly, I didn't even think about that. I was like, I didn't even think about that. And she, 
Yeah, she was like, she was like, you know, if she was like, there are people in a position that they may need that five hundred dollars. And I said that I was like, I said, look, I've been, I said, I, I said, you know, now I'm in a position in my life with five hundred dollars may not seem like a lot of money, but I'm like, I've been in a position in my life where five hundred dollars was a lot of money. And I said that I was like, I wonder. I said, I wonder how I would handle something like that. But then I, as we was talking through it, I was like, I said, I'm gonna be honest with you. If I had that strong of feelings about whatever it is, I'm like, I would probably find another way to hustle up the money and I wouldn't subject my kids to it. But she just, it made me reflect and it made me think about- Yeah, for a second. Yeah, it made me reflect and made me think because I was like, yo, so there are people that are in positions that they, you know, they that because of their livelihood, they're like, hey, I gotta do this for my livelihood. And I think that that's where I kind of feel like ice, the Ice Cubes and the Kyries of the world are not good spokespeople for it. Because if you gotta get your five children vaccinated against your wishes to get $500, that's to me is a far more difficult and complex decision than a multi-millionaire being like, yeah, I ain't playing and I'm gonna collect 14, 16 million, whatever it is, and another dude who valued over his net worth over $100 million. That That's a, that's a real moral dilemma that people gotta think about. And I'm saying this, no, again, yeah. I'm putting it out there because I know YouTube watch this stuff. I'm not saying this to, de- to denounce the vaccination or people right, getting- Right, right, right. I'm just saying like, right. we, need to, we, we need to figure out a way to, to, those are the stories I think like having stories like that, those are the stories that I think need to be magnified and they need to be further discussion around and highlighted about what what that kind of give and take looks like versus a, a multimillionaire being like, nah, I'm not doing it kind of thing. Yeah, it just put, put so much emphasis on it. I'm glad you said that way. It, it, it put a lot of emphasis on Kyrie, not saying. Mm-hmm. Then they, they made it seem like, oh, I should be blowing, blowing $9 million. It's like, nah, man. Well, yeah. I got that in my ashtray. This is go against my belief. That's that tells you alone how strong, strong you feel about that situation. But to use them as spokespersons, I don't look at them as I'm glad I don't look at them as But I do merit them for their stand because they they're standing on what they believe. That part I, 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 I Yeah. Man, Stacey Abrams organization donates 1.34 million to clear medical debt in five states. I had, a, you know, I had the pleasure of actually my uh, my daughter. She graduated from Clark. Um, what was it? Last year she graduated, but this year they actually held the ceremony, and Stacey Abrams was the keynote speaker. Stacey Abrams, to me, over the last couple of years, you can't. She's done so much so much her contribution to i would say with no stacy abrams donald trump gets a second term in 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 office like stacy abrams to me has been like the forefront of everything in tone in terms of voter registration voter turnout like i just think her eye is where it needs to be on everything to helping people advance right now and for her to clear this medical debt in five states like yo you know can you how many people are uh uh Finish on the strength of medical procedures, bro. Agencies and Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, I get, I get an opportunity because of what I, I'm going through, or I've gone through, to get a bird's eye view at the car. Yeah. You see numbers that look like Social Security numbers. 
I remember, I lie to you not, I remember my first business transplant and was going to the financial part. I had U.S. healthcare. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. That there allows me to, you know, for some of the costs to be absorbed. But many people don't have benefits. Mm-hmm. Many people don't even know what benefits are. Their jobs don't offer them. And a lot of people don't even go to the doctor because they don't have it. They don't want it to be called. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it becomes tougher. You know what I mean? But this this young lady here, what she's done to absorb the cost and, and to pay for this debt. I mean, in, in Georgia, 58,000 people are, you know, are living in medical debt. Then the numbers go on Georgia, Arizona, Alabama, Louisiana, all the deep south areas where, you know, medical coverage is all at all time low versus the north. A lot of people, a lot can't afford it. And, and a lot more industries are up there too where they can afford, you know, they can afford to give their employees benefits. You know what I mean? And health care or health you know, provider will help you. Cool. Shout out to her, man, because trust me, man. Fear alone is a call. Most people, are, most people are not inclined to even want to go to the doctor or anything. But when they go, they see the bill. Hey, you give me two Tylenols. Why is it $1,500? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, isn't a ride in an ambulance like 500 Yo, 300 before you even step foot on a mat. They ain't gonna put you in there. The gurney, 200. <laughs> they ain't put no IV in your arm yet. Let me tell you like I said, I, I'm privy to see the cause. There's pharmaceuticals there, hospitals there, but just a visit on the regular. Thank God for benefits. You go pay a 10, 20, maybe $50 copay, and that's a wrap. But you, you get to see the charge. I share this with the public, man. One dialysis visit. I was going to dialysis four and a half years. Mm. Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. But every Tuesday, that was almost eight grand. Yeah. And I ain't sitting in the chair yet. <laughs> I ain't got no needle in the arm. None of that. None of the blood pressure stuff checking your vitals. That shit costs me. And all of the and all that. Look, you know, could you imagine how many people are, are behind the eight ball because of student loan debt, medical debt? Debt. Yeah, it just. So this is whoever, whoever she's working with, whoever she's working with. She's a visionary. I think she's a visionary, and I think whoever she's working with is is a visionary also, and I think that they're looking closely at things that are really really hindering the advancement of of people you know when you step back and you, you think about like just what her, what her efforts have been over the last couple of years like yo this this woman is like i'm i, I don't know how joe biden didn't pick her as a, um didn't pick her as as his running mate like to me i'm looking like yo this woman if kamala don't eventually get in i'm like this woman could probably be the first female president you know who she reminds me of i think she has like the, the she's charismatic i think she is like gives me like female obama vibes right like right. she's very charismatic and charming and i think like like relatable and pe- i just 
people like her. She has good ideas. She's executing on those ideas. She got a finger on the pulse. Like she's somebody who's, she's gonna be a star. She's gonna be a star. I mean, I guess it's, it's probably a blessing in disguise. People didn't see it that way, but it's probably a blessing in disguise that she didn't win that governor seat in, um, in Georgia. Brian Kemp ended up beating her like a razor thin margin because if she would have won it, some of the stuff that she's been probably working on probably wouldn't, you know. Probably yeah, probably wouldn't have the time to work on it. So when it comes time for her to run for office again. Look at that. That's the beauty. That's the beauty of independence of building your own team. You just gotta, you gotta kind of decipher and filter through who's the good pieces that you need around you. And you can get your idea executed the way you want. I mean, she's founded this fair fight company. And that's what they do, man. They sit here to resolve the cost of medical bills for people who can't yeah. Thank God that somebody out there even doing. Yeah. Honorable. Very honorable. From one politician to another. Eric Adams, the second black mayor, elected the second black mayor of New York City. What, 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 what do you think about this, Rob? You're a fan of Eric Adams? Well, man, I haven't lived in New York quite some time. <laughs> like, damn, it's like almost 20 something years I haven't lived in New York. Yo, New York would take anybody but de Blasio at this point. De Blasio at this point. My <laughs> thing is, this guy seems to have a pretty good track record. Um, he eliminated 12 Democrats in the primary. Like, he just, like, went through them again. And he was, he was, he was the fan favorite, to be honest with you. And, his track, and he said he must just be first paycheck in cryptocurrency. Full yeah, I heard about that. So he, he's, already, he's already starting to... I guess catch the, the mindset of the people in this in this generation with cryptocurrency. I think he's ex-police too. He's ex-police. That, that, yeah, that, that is the truth. Um, but he's gonna have to deal with the mandate thing. Um, you think? I, I'm wondering if he, cause I, I wonder. I don't know if the police union endorsed him, but I wonder if he would with him being ex-police. I wonder if the expectation is that he would repeal it. We'll see. He's gonna have to deal with a lot of municipal employees that, that, that do not want to be vaccinated. And like in our other show, you know, 75% of the police department are already vaccinated. It's like mm-hmm. those 25% disgruntled, but the other <laughs> are much more deeper, man. You know, he's gonna have to get on sanitation, he's gonna have to get on the fire department and all them other guys, if that's his stance. You know, I don't know what his stance is on that, but the biggest thing now is that bringing cryptocurrency to the world to the world's market with New York City but I, I find out this though New York was um, they wanted to ban now this is the thing about crypto or Bitcoin there's a thing called mining that goes into that that's how they get it and creating the crypto but mm-hmm. it's, it, it's becoming a health hazard both mining and crypto Bitcoin can enough energy to be considered a measurable impact on the environment. Mm-hmm. Use so much electricity to, you know what I'm saying? So I guess the, 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 the um, what's the word I'm looking for? The challenge is, you know, are they using so much electricity that can go black out? I don't, I don't know the idea of that by them using the term other than, I know what electricity is, so, yeah. Are you, are you looking at the city to cause a blackout or something? I don't know. But yeah. he's, pushing that. he's pushing the idea of cryptocurrency. He's 
and that's where that's where the world is going now with cryptocurrency because we also don't be He's taking a shot at this. I don't chair. believe that. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I think it's just something else to distract people. Man. How's New York gonna be the epicenter of some, some, something like that? When I'm sure, like a place like San Francisco or Miami. <laughs> or Miami. Yeah, like, I, but you know, you know what? I'll say this. Like, I think he has a tall order ahead of him. Like, some of the projects I think that he has to work on. Like, he got to figure out this Rikers um, stuff, and he got to, he got to figure out. Yeah, because there's been talks of closing Rikers for a long time. You got to figure out what they're going to do with Rikers, if they're going to close it. If not, they got to improve the condition sooner than later. I think he has to figure out what, you know, like how to how to keep the, like you, you were saying, uh, city workers happy, like, you know, and that means the DOE. There are a lot of, there are a lot of te- to me, teachers are undervalued, underpaid. Um, the police department, I think he has to figure out the sanitation i think there's a lot that he there's a lot this is a tough job one thing that i that that to me like i'm grateful for and not living in new york is i feel like new york police department i feel like that they hold that union is so powerful that they almost hold whoever the mayor is hostage you know and constantly threaten about crime increasing Whenever they don't get their way, and I, I, I don't, I'm not a fan. I don't like that because you That's talk. One of the huh? One of the focuses was the crime in the city and the, the police tactics, but the tactics of the police. The so, uh, my thing is this: if they, if you on a, a quote unquote, um, they not you not on a strike, but a work stoppage or work, a work slowdown, right? When they were, when you were at full force. And the pandemic ended. Crime in New York City was through the roof. All of, every time you turn around, somebody was getting murdered. Right. So now there's a, a work slowdown as a result of, or in shortage of employees as a result of the mandate. And they saying, well, crime is going to increase. Well, what the hell? When you were fully staffed, <laughs> your crime was now. Crime was through the roof too. So I'm like, it's, it's like. And I, I just, I don't think that it's cool to play hostage or use the people as leverage right. under circumstances like that. So it's like, oh, so you gonna mandate us to do this? So we gonna turn a blind eye to crime, you know, right. as a result of it. It just, to me, and they don't they don't directly say it, but it's said in so many words right. kind of thing, you know? So I think it's a tall order for him. I'd be interested in seeing what he does. He got his work cut out for him, man. And I wish him the best because, you know, we, we, New York City is, is, New York is the capital of the world. People are always watching. They're watching what we're doing. They're watching how we're doing it. And then they incorporate and invent their way of doing things after watching the show. New York has always been the front center of the world. Yo, I'm going to tell you, Rob, if I was him, when I came into office, I wouldn't repeal or change. I wouldn't repeal or change that mandate. You know why? Because if you got 75% of the people who already agreed to do it, if you repeal it, then the other 70, 75%. Yo, I'll be like, yo, you kidding? Yo, you kidding me? Really? This is what you Yo, I wouldn't, I would not, I'd be like, we know, I would be like, yo, we gotta work from here going, you know, going forward. So I an advisory committee start looking at in advance, all right, like, yo, what it is, what what is it that we could do? Hopefully he'll he'll repeal back on the word of the PBA had to deal with Blasio about though that twenty five percent 
getting tested every week. Mm-hmm. And that and that and that deal was working. Now if he can get if he can find a deal like that for the remaining workers to get tested. Now, yeah. now now if you get tested, right? Now if you get tested and to find out you're COVID positive, you gotta get the shot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. But imagine that. Imagine if you had you was opposed to it and you was like, "Nah, I'm not doing this." Then they it got to the down to the wire and you was like, "You know what? I'm my kid about to go to college. I got to pay the college. So I got to do this, do that. I'm gonna do it." Then a new mayor come in the office and a new mayor repels it. You was like, "Nah, I just I don't." I would try to figure out how we build from what we have. I would not repel any of that stuff. Yeah. Does have to have to work with those who may be against it in a way that makes them feel comfortable, comfortable working for their job. The city's going to need 100% staff on deck. I mean, if we we're dealing with crime, I mean, like you said, even when we were fully staffed, crime was still prevalent. Mm-hmm. Murders were still happening, robberies were still happening. You know what I mean? It's just this, I hate to say it, but it's kind of just the nature of the beast here in New York. You know what he better do? Get another police academy in and start to be telling people, well, going forward, one of the requirements, if there's a psychological evaluation, whatever it is, you gotta be COVID vaccinated also. But you know what the police department, the police union gonna say then? The police union then gonna say, well, you taking, you know, you 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 taking seasoned jobs, you taking jobs away from seasoned employees and putting these rookies on the beat or whatever it is. You know, putting them out there with the wolves. Yeah, so I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I'll tell you if he want to be cryptocurrency man and all that, he want to dive into the world of uh, tech. You know what I, I think would be a good initiative, a real good initiative based on what they saw from the pandemic. I think they need to figure out how to have public Wi-Fi. Get, get public Wi-Fi because imagine how many, st- how many students were at home during the school. And that's what they took for granted. They give them kids a device. You give a kid a device, but if they ain't got no Wi-Fi, no internet, it ain't you. You can't use it. Yeah. What good is the device? So even if it's not high speed, like create some, create some public free Wi-Fi, and they could be done. You see, Optimal Online got like the thing. I think when you in the city, you could jump on whatever the Wi-Fi is. If the business has Optimal Online and you're Optimal Online customer, but public Wi-Fi, I think that that would be a nice initiative that would be cost-effective. Well, whatever his charm is. How, how eloquent this individual is and the track where the speech for itself. Hopefully he uses that and to create some leverage between those who have and those who have not. And um, try to make the city better, man. I mean, New York is a tough, a tough place to be, man. Yo, we, he, we're, we're, from, we're both from New York, man. Mm-hmm. Don't leave. It's not easy. He can't do no worse than de Blasio, though. They hate de Blasio. De Blasio. And I heard de Blasio running for governor. He's the governor. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, man, getting governor's a rat. Oh my God. Nah, he ain't. Yo, they're not electing him no governor. He ain't get past Westchester. White plane getting. They're not electing that fool for no no governor. Oh man, yo, Elon Musk. Elon Musk says he will sell six billion, six bit with a B, six billion of Tesla stock if it'll eradicate world hunger. Now, this man, this man is going to out of space, creating uh, new vehicles. Now you're talking about curing world hunger. What do you think, Rob? He said, 
the, the director of the UN World Food Group, I have to show him how. They can take six million dollars, six billion dollars, and get eradicated from Now, here's my question: What the fuck is going to be? Nah, yo, here's a here, well. First of all, six billion dollars, six billion dollars wouldn't cure world hunger. There's no way. That's what I'm saying. You, even if you use that, you, what are you buying? Yeah, six billion dollars. Are you are you, you going to use that that money to give access to, to I don't know, build supermarkets, farms? I mean, there are areas that are decimated. Like you would have to have someone bring food to certain areas. Mm-hmm. Put, put infrastructure up in certain areas mm-hmm. where people are, are you know, because where, where hunger is, there's probably also illiteracy. There's also there's all sorts of dilapidation. It's not just hunger. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's more than just you know feeding someone. You know, you gotta feed people mentally as well. So I don't know, man. This is this is such a situation because if they get they get six billion. How are they going to administer that? That's my only question. Ah. Well, I think that's what he was asking the dude, like the show. Well, yo, so the dude said that six billion wouldn't wouldn't eradicate world hunger. But here's my thing: six billion dollars aside, that I'm starting to feel about like Elon Musk. I'm starting to feel like Elon Musk is a, is an attention whore. Like yeah, I just think that yeah, I feel like that he's really out there you know. Yeah, like I feel like he's just. Like he likes the spotlight, and I think he realized that he moves the needle. Like he, he literally can endorse any cryptocurrency right now, and then a cryptocurrency over the next couple of days will take off. And then immediately when he denounces it or says something negative, is back in the toilet. His he he like his with his own stock. There was a situation where they were supposed to partner with Hertz. And I think he made some announcement, and a lot of his announcements come via Twitter too. He made some announcement or something like. If we're to partner with Hertz, Hertz is gonna pay whatever the same rate is for whatever a Tesla goes for. Okay. The stock ended up taking, and he said something like the um the merger or the partnership has not been completed. The Tesla stock ended up going down as a result of it. And I think that he just likes to throw out like little sound bites around stuff. So to me, do I think he would do it? The man clearly can afford to do it, but I feel like he capped. Well, I feel I like he capped. Yeah, I just, I just, to me, I just feel like he just throws stuff out there and likes the sound bite, likes the attention, likes to see the tweet out there and see how people respond to it. Um, and I, I also feel like, honestly, like, and this is just my opinion with this. Like, I think that when you do like certain good deeds and stuff like that, everything don't need to be in a public forum. Right, like why couldn't, and I think the man said in the tweet, like if you want to get off of Twitter and talk about it, you know, we could get off Twitter and we could talk about it. You could come in, you could meet with our team and everything. But why does there need to be a public announcement if this is your intentions? For as much stuff right now that we give Bill Gates about what he is and what he allegedly doing and all this stuff or whatever, you know, like some, at least he try to be a little bit more covert about it. (laughs) And not only because of maybe nefarious, (laughs) <laughs> we don't we don't we don't know but this dude is just like everything is public it's like like we got the thing the run the the thing running across the bottom of the screen that's literally how I view his twitter being like up oh, this that blah, blah, blah. instantaneously he's like everything that he think he got a tweet like yo bro you we don't if you want to if you want to donate six billion dollars we don't need to know that you're selling tesla stock to do it we don't need to know you know 
later on let us find out like okay by the way he did this he did that and i'm sure he probably has ventures like that but i just feel like damn like yo every time you turn around yo i'm going to out of space i'm doing this i'm doing that and it's that like damn like yo you could tell you know how you can tell elon musk is not from the hood because dudes in the hood don't publicize every movement they make <laughs> real bad boys moving silence all you get is the visual yeah it's like damn like everything with this dude is yeah you know, world hunger oh you can do this oh you can do that i'm like yo come on man just try to keep this thing try to keep this thing in Dude about to be a trillionaire. He ain't got to try hard. Is it, is it, hold on. The electric vehicle company is valued more than a trillion. Yeah, that, that dude is like his own personal wealth, his own personal net worth. I, I think they predicting that he's going to be the first trillionaire or something like that. Yeah, so he's already teaching them the type of height. So, man, it's 66 billion. They can get <laughs> yo, but yo, Rob, you make a good point because. I think some people think it's just as simple as that. Like, all right, yo, $6 billion. Let's get the groceries out there and it's that. But it's the 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 issue around <laughs> hunger is is, a, is is one part of a larger systemic issue. Say there's 12, there's 12 families. I mean, families. Mm-hmm. Hunger a bridge. Someone bringing them food, someone giving them housing. We're talking about hunger. People are hungry for not just food. People are hungry for a lot of different things. Home, shelter, clothing, food, clothing, and shelter alone. Mm-hmm. Part of the life. That's what you need, food, clothing, and shelter. Yeah. Then, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. I mean, you, you, need, you need communication with people. How are you going to feed them and walk away? That's. I think that's the plan. And, and come back tomorrow and feed them and walk away? I think, I think, that's, I think that's the plan. After a while, repetition, you're going to develop a communication with these people. Probably open up because now you're feeding them. So whatever mm-hmm. buried, that's been buried that had they had buried for all these years, feel like yeah, these people are feeding here. There's two months, and I've ate, I've eaten every day. Mm-hmm. People open up, and you're gonna find out more stuff. But it's not just the hunger. I just like to see what that plan will look like. Even though this might be just a soundbite story, but listen, man, if you can do it, do it. But don't don't play with. It. You, you know, you hit the nail on the head when you said, though, like, the inf- there has to be infrastructure in place to facilitate something like that. Because it's not, it's not just about, it's not just about, like, you know what, Meals on Wheels, all right, find everybody that's hungry and we're going to give everybody something to eat. It's bigger I've, than that. I've seen, I've seen a couple of chefs some restaurants be local homeless people where, you know, they, they, they get the way out and they're just portioning everything out. And they get these trays and they put them mm-hmm. in the back of the van. And there's just certain locations where they just come out and they're handing people food and orange and a water. So whether it's sandwiches, whether it's salad. But that that takes an effort. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about six billion. You gotta have a coalition. You gotta be a team of people either cooking or preparing food or Transport. picking apples. You know what I mean? You gotta have whatever the case is, man. Like you just putting the money out there, but what's in place? You know what? It's also it's also um, important to think in terms of like just how ambitious this is. We're not talking about the United States. He said the world, world hunger, world hunger, yeah. not the United States, world hunger. Yeah, not not the, you know what I'm saying, Louisiana, not America. Yeah, I mean, and and that that in itself because. 
the climate is different. You know, we're people, like I said, the, the, the terrestrial areas in which people live who are hungry are different. How do you, how do you get, you know, how do you get food to a really third world, maybe Dominican Republic area where you wouldn't even go in there with an army? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And these people yeah. are living off of what, no, it's crazy. I don't know. I don't yeah. know about it. That's why I said it's just a, a cap sound bite. Yo, let me just throw this out there. It's look, it's look good. It sound good in the tweet. And this directed dude tried to reach out to um, Amazon as well, not just Amazon. Mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos as well. And Jeff Bezos probably told him, "Yo, we could kick it off. We could kick it offline." Right. <laughs> we could kick it offline, and I'll let you know what I can do. But you know what? A dude like Jeff Bezos, not only the financial portion, the the financial contribution could be a value. But just the Amazon services could be a value to help facilitate some of the stuff. Bezos is about to get rid of supermarkets all together. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, from Amazon services could be a value. Um, so it's just a matter, I guess, like the uh, the resources. And I think like things like this don't necessarily need to be brokered via social media. I think that after it's all said and done, if you want it publicized, and I think you put together like a nice press release with those details so people can understand what it's gonna be. Because gone, are the, gone is the day and the age where people are like, oh, six billion? World hunger cured? Do it. Now people are gonna be like, yo, what's the details? Like, how are you, where's the six billion dollars going to? Like, how do you do this and do that? And the irony is, is Elon Musk said that he would wanna see the accounting of how the money would be spent. Yeah. You know, I wanna see the accounting of how the money would be spent. But actually, before they even come up with a number, the people need to tell him, probably like this is what needs to this is what we actually need to do it and this is what it entails so we need like you said rob we need an infrastructure put in place we gonna need people to have the ability to cook people who have the ability to farm people who have the ability to transport right you know there's there's so much more that goes into it than just simplifying and be like yo here's the check feed everybody across the world give them hamburgers son they want hamburgers and fries <laughs> them hamburgers and fries and nah, how you get to them? Is it gonna be warm? I mean, you gotta have a, a, a infrastructure or something built in your car to keep shit warm. Is it Pizza Hut? You got the Pizza Hut bag? Pizza Hut, uh, yeah. I used to cool the people, man. Yeah. That was soundbite. That was all soundbite. Good gesture, just not well thought through. And like I said, I just feel like everything he says, he he says it to try to move the needle or move the market. So. That's a yeah. Well, yo, I mean, I, I want to share with the audience real quick. Rob got uh, got new neighbors. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you something. I've, I've lived in Maryland and now I live further up north. And what I didn't expect, what I did expect one day I would see, I expect I, I got to see him a little sooner. So we had four bears. <laughs> walk across my property. Mama Bear and three little yogis mm. walk across our property looking for food because the weather's been dropping up here in the mountains so I know this, this is time where they start to gather and hunt mm-hmm. and, and we are part of this ring group where anytime you know uh, our ring cameras pick up you know wildlife there's a kind of group that sends out you know the pictures or the videos mm-hmm. and right after uh, Janelle Point posted hers um, another video came with two bobcats these niggas were like mm. online son. he was big so listen man 
I know we all living in where we live in, but there's still wildlife out here. This is their planet too. Mm-hmm. To share it with them. So I, I, I'm glad I wasn't home. I was out getting my, my, my tires changed and all that. But Janelle you know, locked, locked all the doors. Yo, we need to see if we can get that $6 billion to <laughs> contribute to feeding them. <laughs> have a, a little section somewhere. It's the bear section. Oh, man. Okay. Nah, it was, yeah. a, it was a beautiful sight of nature, man. It was, it was dope to see in the camera, like, wow, look at nature. Mama, mama bear with her big cup. Yo, you know what bugged me out about that, though? That was broad daylight. 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Broad daylight. So, yo, you better be on your P's and Q's, bro. I tell you, my, my contractor told me, he said, nah, a dog, a dog will alert you. Oh, he might need a pistol. Yeah. Broad daylight. Middle of the day. Not at night. Middle of the day. Don't go take that garbage out when it get dark outside, Rob. Today was garbage day. <laughs> I told you before, yo, put, don't bring the garbage out until actually, I don't bring my garbage out to the morning. Oh, yeah, but they, sometimes they come as early as 6. Oh, yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty early. I put it out there. I put it out there the night before. So today was gar so today was garbage day and they 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 were around. Yeah. That's how I, that's how I know because the weather the weather dropped. I mean yeah. the past couple of mornings it's been 28, 30 degrees. Mm-hmm. So they, they're probably thinking in their mind, the instinct is thinking in it's time to gather for gonna, yeah. Yo, well, just be safe. Be safe. Well, this concludes uh, No Ideas Original Podcast, episode 103. 103, Yo, if y'all haven't had a chance, go watch the Doo-Wop interview also. Doo-Wop dropped some real jewels out of you. We'll catch everybody next week. Next week, we'll probably, next week, there's a chance that we may be doing a live and we may have some guests joining us, guest hosts joining us for a discussion. So make sure y'all pull up and tune in. Peace, everybody. Have a good night.